You're listening to DraftKings Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whenever you see guys doing a lot of workouts with teams and they haven't, why are you looking around? Because there's the sound of, like, I keep I hear like sawing and I, and one day I know it's gonna happen. The ceiling is just gonna collapse on me and there's gonna be a guy like no. oops he's holding a power drill and goes, oops didn't mean to do that and then they're gonna throw a rope and he's gonna climb back up. But welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan and in New York City with lasers behind her is Charlotte Wilder. Hello, Amin. Hello, Charlotte. Great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about the draft. Let's make it two days. Let's make it longer. Who's asking for this? I don't know, but we'll get to the bottom of it. Also, Joe Dumar strikes back. He says, shut up. You agree to all of this. We'll examine some of his comments and quotes, and maybe, maybe, maybe I have a retraction to make in, the, in that regard. No. Also, uh-huh. the curious story of Tony Snell, why he needs to be signed by tomorrow, why he needs to be on a team for sure. We'll explain all of that to you. But first, we start Charlotte last night in the Pacific Northwest as Damian Lillard and the Milwaukee Bucks enter his old domain, the Moda Center, to take on the Portland Trailblazers. They end up losing Charlotte. Yes. Quite curiously. And I say this because down three, having (laughs) to go the length of the court, someone thought, you know who we should have out there in the backcourt ready to receive the ball and dribble with it? A notoriously awful free throw shooter in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Charlotte, you are a huge Celtics fan, so you got to see Doc in his glory years. Do you think that this was A, a mental fart, or B, Doc's genius plan of inflicting or instilling confidence into Giannis? That, hey, I believe in you in this situation. Yes, I think it's the latter. I also think he galaxy-brained himself. I think he, he went through the stages of, like, giving it to someone who's a great free throw shooter giving it to someone like he and then he got like i don't know what the steps were to get there but he got to the brain exploding he was like giving it to Giannis, who can sometimes just not hit a free throw and then he didn't and then he just didn't and i was like he even if he tried to miss the next one i was like well he's probably it's probably going to go in like whatever he's trying to do the opposite is going to happen it was sort of painful to watch Frankly, I had a I was I was watching through it was like a, the end of a horror movie. I was watching with my hands like and just like wincing the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Obviously, Dame said all the right things in the press said, I love the organization. I love everybody I want to work with every day. I think what made it hardest is that it wasn't a broken relationship. So coming back, being able to be here, I'm in a great situation. And he was excited to be back in the Moda Center and recognize fans' faces and things like that. 
all the right things. And then they asked him, have you talked to Joe Cronin? And he said, no. Uh, do you think that Why relationship earth is, would he? is ever going to get healed? No, I don't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I felt very bad for Dame because he goes back there after being there for 13 years, 14 11 years, years, how long 11 years. 11 years i've made i'm like he goes there after being there for 25 yeah. years and uh, no and and you know this is a place that he wanted to be that he he loved being and then when he no longer realized that he could win there and asked to be traded they traded him to a place he didn't want to go on purpose i don't know how you get over that i mean yeah. could you get over that i don't think i could get over that no I, I don't think so either and like kind of smeared his name on the way out that was also yeah. the other thing it was nice to see the reaction. It's nice to see that the fans, the coaches, the players, they all appreciated him and no hard feelings. Sounds like there's just hard feelings with one person. So, yeah. you know what? I have a I feeling we'll, we'll be hearing a lot more of Damian Lillard over the next 25 <laughs> years than we will of Joe Cronin. Yes, I think this. that you are right. I do want to say one thing about the Bucks, though, was that even though they had a spectacular come apart at the end of that, they did have Giannis and Brooke Lopez back in the post guarding the rim. They ran more pick and rolls with Giannis and Dame. It looked like the things that they had been complaining about with Adrian Griffin, right. Doc had started to put back in place. Whether that works or not, I don't know. But it seemed like the things that Giannis had been upset about were being put back the way that he probably wanted them. Now, Charlotte, I don't know how many fans know this, but usually when mm -hmm. a team fires a coach... They and hires a new coach, whether he's an interim or a full-time coach like Doc is, they do it at a moment where they can kind of give them a soft launch runway of easy games to build momentum and build confidence in whatever we're doing that's new, right? I hold in my hand, though, the schedule, the next 10 games for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, obviously, oh last night against Portland, one would say that, that should have been an easy game even though they lost, correct? Yes. Here are the next 10 games. At Dallas. Oh, at, God. At Utah on a back-to-back. -back. Oh. At Phoenix. Ugh. <laughs> at home versus Minnesota. Oh, dear God. <laughs> at home versus Charlotte. Okay. At home versus Denver. Oh, God. At home versus Miami. Oh, boy. At Memphis. At Minnesota. Holy shit. At Philadelphia. So I'm going to do this. We're going to play an impromptu game of word count. But instead of counting words, count the easy games. One? Easy games, right? Okay. Utah, baby. Well, I'm, I'm going to read them again. You, you do the okay, counting. Sorry. Okay, Hands okay, up. sorry. Pause up. Okay. At Dallas. At Utah. At Phoenix. <laughs> home versus Minnesota. Home versus Charlotte. Home versus Denver. Home versus Miami, at Memphis, at Minnesota, at Philly. Ew. Eight of their next ten games are a grind. That is that is I, getting punched in the mouth. They're going to be in like seventh in the East yeah. after this stretch. If you're the New York Knicks and yes. the, the Indiana Pacers, you're like, okay. <laughs> This is our time They're to like, shine. Julius Randle might be out, but guess who the Bucks have to play? I mean, I don't, and you know what's messed up is so many of you are going to be like, oh, I thought you guys said the great Doc Rivers. Like, 
I can't fix that against those teams. I, and I didn't even get, I, I, there was one back to back in there. I didn't even get into, oh, there's no, there's like that back to back and then a day and then a game and then a day and then a game. And it's like, there's no time. You're on a plane or playing basketball every single day. I could not be, I couldn't forget the physical aspects of being an NBA player. The, the travel and then having to be active would would wreck me it like people fans when fans are like oh but they get paid so much money it's like could you do that and would you, right you do that for without, less than millions of dollars i don't think so without the working out part i, I can tell you yeah. like the, the, without the exercise of being an nba player like you think it's easy until you wake up in a hotel room and you say what city am i in because I the hotel imagine. rooms all look the same and usually you have the blinds closed because you got in late last night and you're trying to get some sleep or whatever. So it's like you have no idea where you are. And you're just like, oh. Or here's another fun one. You know what city you're in. You go to the breakfast meeting or you go to shoot around or whatever. You come back to the hotel like, what was my room number? Was it 413? No, that was that was in Milwaukee. It, it, uh, it's 720. No, that was, that was in Denver. What's my room number again? Hey, and you got to call... The uh, travel secretary or, you know, a lot of times the equipment manager is the guy that handles it. Say, hey, man, what, what room was I supposed to be in again? So it's like there's a very real mind f- mm-hmm. of being an NBA team on the road. Oh, and by the way, you have to go also exercise and play against big people who are trying to destroy you. So Yeah, in public. <laughs> it's always funny to me because like when I talk to football players, like they have no concept of that. They yeah. fly out on Saturday and they fly home after the game. Their road trips literally exist consist of one night. One night, by the way, that they're sequestered. They have to stay in their hotels. So. Oh yeah, they've got like the booby trap, like the hair across the door to make sure those guys aren't going anywhere. I'm in Miami. Don't say the word booby trap. It means come something completely <laughs> different here. So let's move along right here to okay. Joe Dumars, Joe D, hmm. the NBA czar, I guess. He's the the vice president of basketball operations. He's the guy that's kind of enforcing these rules, coming up with these rules. And in an interview with Vinny Goodwill of Yahoo Sports, kind of fired back. Charlotte was like, okay, oh, you guys don't like the 65-game rule? Then why did you agree to it in collective bargaining? And I, I saw that, and I went, oh. <gasps> Is this true? Because it was announced in September. So I thought this was a competition committee thing. But lo and behold, I went, I researched, I saw, and yes, there it is in black and white. They collectively uh, bargained and agreed to it, the Players Association. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a massive misstep. Like, yes, you absolutely did not act on the best interest of your constituency and slash or you didn't negotiate nearly hard enough. No, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it either. I first saw it on Twitter, people being like, well, it was collectively bargained. And I was like, no. It, and so my question is, how did they were they sneaky about it? Like who like how? <laughs> I don't understand how you could get this past your members. But maybe it was very sneaky in the fine print. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it didn't seem as bad as it ended up being. There's an episode of Family Guy where Mm -hmm. uh, Peter uh, purchases cloud insurance. (laughs) He gets scammed and he purchases cloud insurance against the clouds. Look at him up there just plotting, right? 
and mm-hmm. so uh he wait 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 like the the actual clouds in the sky the cloud or like in the sky yes insurance okay. against clouds is what is what he purchases right cool and so uh he meets a buddy of his who's a lawyer or he meets someone who who is a lawyer who becomes his buddy and he says hey can you help me get out of this and so the lawyer shows up to the insurance man's office and says yeah this thing is not a legal binding con- contract and the guy says no no it's i go through the fine print it's like i have it says here <laughs> he's signing it he's signing it i can't believe he's actually signing it in the fine print and that's exactly what happened here player associates what are you doing what are you doing how did you not see immediately first of all first and foremost again charlotte i mm-hmm. I, I don't i'm not a big proponent of look at the comments or look at what people are tweeting or reddit or whatever but I think it's very telling that everyone's reaction who does not agree that this is a dumb rule is like, well, those players should be And I'm like, wait a second. This rule, beyond being silly, also frames the conversation as in, it's the player's fault that they don't play. When really it's an organizational thing. This is an organizational mandate. And... If they're up to the players, they would play, as we saw with Joel Embiid dragging his gimpy leg out there and getting extra hurt for no reason, right? Because players want to play. So to have a rule that negatively impacts players negotiated in there for something they're not even responsible for, I kind of see why we have a new executive director of the NBPA now. You know, it's also it's the best armor Joe Dumars could ask for, because we're all out here being like, how could the league do this? And he's like, whoa, hold on. We didn't do this alone. We had we had buy in. And he said something to me in that article. He said, I joke with people and I go, maybe it's been a while, but I played in this league and I feel for these players. I'm sympathetic to these guys, what they have to go through. If a guy's injured, man, and he has missed these games and he's getting close to the threshold, I'm going to feel bad for that guy. Whether it's a guy that's injured a lot or whether it's Halliburton that it's just a freak accident, which is he's like, look, I feel bad, but rules are rules. It sounds a little like the mob. A shame if something nice happened in his house, right? Like it did sound like a little heavier. But again, I think I'm like, I'm going to be honest, ladies and gentlemen. When I'm off base, I will accept my culpability. I don't think I'm wrong in anything that I said about this being a dumb rule. I don't think I'm wrong when I say like it, that you know this that voters don't need a number. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong in not recognizing that it was collectively bargained. And my stance on anything collectively bargained was, well, you should have bargained harder. Should have bargained harder. And I, I cannot hear your complaints, not because it's unfair or whatever, but because you agreed to it. It's the same thing when, like, Dave Chappelle was complaining about, like, oh, I can't believe this, da, da, da. And I, uh, this is because I signed this contract. And I'm like, yeah, you signed a deal. That's why you have, you weren't Dave Chappelle, some little kid off the block, and they shoved the contract for you, and you said sign in. And like, oh, sure thing, man in a suit. You had a lawyer. You had, you had power. An agent. You had a manager. And in, in this case, again, this isn't like some kid from a third world country brought in, hey, kid, you want to play basketball here, sign this piece of paper. You are a massive uh, conglomerate of multimillionaires with agents and lawyers and all types of people working on this. And you guys let this happen. Yeah, it's kind of your fault. 
Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for another thrilling edition, Charlotte, of Bet the Show. And it's presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code oddball because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. There it is. Well done, All there, right. Charlotte. All right. Thank you. I was ready for it. Got the bets and we got the wagers. Last week I read them to you, so I think mm-hmm. now it's my turn to bet a little. Okay, I'm going to read them to you, Amin. Mm -hmm. We've got some interesting bets. Uh, The first one, the Lakers play the Knicks at Madison Square Garden on Saturday. And the bet, Amin, is that at least one player will score over 40 points. Now, the wager is that you have to go full LeBron for a show. If you win, you can have your an L.A. meal or New York's finest, I guess, like sushi or Katz's. If you lose... You have to go full LeBron with the jersey, the headband, the Choctaw's entrance, and like a bunch of corny tweets and um, very self-satisfied quotes in a press conference afterwards. I say this with love. I feel like this is a tough one. I wish I had like Jenna Garcia on like speed dial. Like, yo, what are the (laughs) trends right now? Give me the gambling trends. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. No one's going to score 40 plus. I wouldn't take it either. I, I I feel like in this day and age of offensive explosion, thanks a lot, Joe Dumars, uh, this is a risky bet, but I'm going to say under 40. I could see I could see like Brunson having 39. Mm-hmm. For some reason, 40. I, I'm not feeling yeah, 40 could, for some here, reason. Here's what I could see. I could see Brunson having 38 and me screaming at the screen, Tibbs, take him out. Tibbs, take him out. Like... And then the Knicks are up by 40. And Tibbs being Tibbs like, like, no, I've no. Literally Brunson, keep going, never... keep running. N- yeah. <laughs> All right. So, okay, what's this? What, what's before I, there are other options, right? Let's see. Oh, yeah, you've got two more to choose from. Yeah. You have to choose one of these, but you've got okay. two. The, the second bet is that the NBA Finals will not have a one or two seed from either conference. Now, the wager here is you have to wear a Righteous Gemstones costume for the entirety of a show. Didn't you do this yesterday? I already did this yesterday in another show. So I All right, well, I guess we have to do it I again. The, the, uh, good news, the good news is for that wager, we don't have to spend any money. All the stuff is already here. Yeah, you've already got the Baby Billy costume, so you have to put that on again. Um, if you win, you get a T-shirt 
of the show that you can wear whenever you want, which okay. is sort of a fun little, you Again, know, I would take that. Something I already own. <laughs> okay, well, so you get your own shirt or you wear the costume you already wore. All right, yeah, good Are job. you taking All the right. bet? Are you taking the bet that there will not be a one or a two seat in the NBA Finals? Um, well, the one and the two in the West are Minnesota or Oklahoma City. I'm like, that's for sure not going to happen, right? But the one <laughs> and the two in the East are Boston and then... Is it Milwaukee? Is it Philly? Could it be the Knicks? Like, I think any of those are possible. So this bet, probably not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the third bet? The third bet, This is now this is one that I would take, to be honest, but don't let that cloud your judgment. The third bet is that Mac McClung will repeat and win his second NBA All-Star Slam Dunk contest. Okay. Um, if you win... You slam dunk some cookies. You get your choice of cookie from your favorite bakery, the side of milk or shake or ice cream, whatever. If you lose, you have to make cookies for everybody on the show. Okay, so that one involves cooking. So that wager, absolutely not. So eliminate bet number three. So now it's bet number one or bet number two. Can I take the under on the bet? Can I say no one will score 40? I'm going to take that one. Because I, I think the Celtics and or, slash or whoever ends up being number two in the East has probably the strongest chance of going to the final. So I'm not going to take bet number two. It's bet number one for me. So, yeah, no one's going to score 40 in Lakers-Knicks. And as a result, I get to eat uh, whatever I want, right? Yes, I'm gonna, you get to eat whatever you want. Yeah. And, Meanwhile, I'm going to be cheering on Mac McClung at the different contest. Is, is he even going to be like, didn't he have we don't know. Called we, up again? We don't know. Oh. We don't know. Hey, uh, real re- quick reminder. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Bet the show. Okay, I mean, we now come to the story of Tony Snell, who is a 32-year-old player on the main Celtics. He's in his second season with them, and he needs to be on an NBA team's active roster by Friday, by tomorrow, so that he can have a 10th year of service for the Players Association Retired Benefits Program. Now, he needs this because his two sons... Uh, Carter and Kenzo were recently diagnosed with having autism. They're they're young kids. And Tony himself found out through this process that he is actually on the spectrum. And he's like, this is something that I need for my family. A team's got to sign him. Yeah. So so this this is the, the way it works from a basketball perspective, right? If you spend even a day on the active roster, you get a year of service, but it has to happen before this certain midpoint in the season, and that midpoint is tomorrow, February 2nd. So all he needs to do is be on a roster, any roster, for a day, and that counts towards a year of service. Once you get 10 years of service, you are fully vetted in the into the pension that the uh, Players Association has. Now, I, I did the, the legwork, and I've identified four teams. A lot of teams are going to say, but I mean... I've got already a full roster. I can't, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna wave someone in order to help Tony out. I'm not asking for anyone to lose their job. So if you have 15 men on your roster, plus the, the, the two ways, that's fine. All right, what about the guys that say, well, I mean, look, here's the deal. 
I'd love to do it, but I'm right up against the tax or I'm right up against one of these aprons. Like and he, me, even this act of kindness could throw our whole financial ecosystem for what we're trying to do and compete with into jeopardy. Again, I'm not asking you to risk all that, but I've identified four teams and correct me if I'm wrong, internet, four teams that have an open roster spot and are not in absolute dire breathing room in terms of financially speaking for a 10-day contract, right? Okay, what what are they? All right, you got the Chicago Bulls, the Minnesota mm-hmm. Timberwolves, the really? New Orleans Pelicans, the Sacramento Kings. All four of those teams have an open roster spot. All four of those teams have a breathing room below the luxury tax to make something like this happen. And I get it. Look, this isn't a charity. This league isn't a charity. It's an honor to be in this league. And Tony was in this league for nine years. And he was a productive NBA player. I'm asking for just one moment. Can we be humans to help him? Because... Lord knows the amount of resources required to care for a child with autism, let alone two children with autism, especially knowing, Charlotte, that studies have shown that the earlier you identify and treat, the better a chance that the children have a life that is meaningful and as close to normalcy as possible. And, and so to give him these resources for basically a couple of thousands of dollars, right? Like, however, whatever the math is, on 100 grand, whatever it is, I think would go a long way. I think, you know, if you're one of those teams that has that availability, it's a great PR story. It's a great, you know, uh, Tony Snell played for the Chicago Bulls. You know, and, and and was a productive player for him. So this is this is a great way, not only PR for people, awareness on autism, uh, and and what it takes to help these children, but also it's a great PR like within the league to play other players. Like, yo, this is a front office that actually cares about its players even beyond when they've uh, ceased to be of service to them or of, of value to them. They care about their own. They bring them in. And so I think if you're one of those four teams or if you're another team, maybe you have an, an open roster spot coming up. This is an opportunity, I think, for someone to do the right thing. Yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of main facts if someone's interested. If you stretch out the entire coast, it would be longer than the entire East Coast combined. I mean, from the East Coast up to Maine, because it's so scraggly. 